Hi, Claire and James here. Just before we get stuck into this week's episode, we wanted to let you know the exciting news that the Midlife Reset Audit is now live. This is a first-of-its-kind personalised diagnostic tool designed for midlifers by midlifers. In just three minutes, the audit will help you pinpoint what's really holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife, and most importantly, provide tailored strategies on how to take back control. Midlife doesn't have to be a time of uncertainty. It can be an era of growth, discovery, and well-being. So to go ahead and take the audit, go to themidlifementors.com forward slash audit. Why does it feel so much harder to lose weight at midlife? Well, you're not imagining it and you're not alone. What we used to do in our 20s and 30s no longer works and that can be really frustrating. More often than not, we see midlifers doing the wrong things that aren't tailored to the unique challenges we face at midlife. So in this episode, we're going to share the top five reasons it's harder to lose weight at midlife, to give you a deeper understanding and of course, bring some compassion to the struggles you might be experiencing. We'll also share tips on how to start making progress because we can promise you, although it can be harder to lose weight in midlife, it certainly isn't impossible if you have the right evidence-based approach. Hi, I'm James Davis. And I'm Claire Davis. We're the Midlife Mentors, here to lift the lid on how to achieve health and happiness. The balanced, no-nonsense way. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Midlife Mentors podcast with me, James. And me, Claire, who's just turning off her mouth so it doesn't ping in the background. Oh, you often don't do that. Well <laughs> I done. Do. Gold star. I, I do. It's a good start. Good I start know, to the show. I know you would tell me off massively if it pinged. You get really cross with me. Anyway, how are you all? We're, um, we're really excited. Really excited, as you can probably tell. Lots of energy this morning because we only launched our... Ibiza retreat um, that's happening in May at the amazing, luxurious Six Senses up in the north of the island. We ran one at the end of October last year and it was phenomenal. First time we ran a retreat there and we're back in May. And the reason we're so excited is because we've already taken bookings and it only went live yesterday. I know. And we do keep um, this group really small. We work with a maximum of eight people there. So there's, there's eight clients plus us two small immersive intimate and like i say those places are already going so yeah. really exciting if you want to if you want to get in on that or just want to learn more there'll be a note uh, in the show notes a url in the show notes to find out more or drop us an email team at the midlife now loads of other exciting stuff but you probably want to know what we're going to talk about today yes we're talking about why it's harder to lose weight at midlife and you know it is let's Let's be honest, I, I've absolutely found that my body doesn't respond in the same way. I know James has experienced the same thing, and all of our clients experience the same thing. So you're not making it up. It's not that you're not working hard enough. It's not that you're not doing enough. Well, it might be. <laughs> it might not, you know, but it's actually not your fault. There's a myriad of things that we're going to discuss. There's five top things 
that we're going to discuss that actually really do, from a science perspective and a neuroscience perspective, make it a lot harder for us to lose weight at midlife. But it's not impossible. No, it's not. It's and not. I just want to say, like, it's something we hear all the time. You know, we're speaking to prospective clients. They're like, oh, you know, it was so easy. When I was in my 20s or into my mm. 30s, I was just like, you know, just be a bit more careful about what I ate and do a bit more exercise and, and the weight just went but it's just not working for me it's like well no physiologically we're very different beings at midlife to who we were when we were younger so we have to employ different methodologies to, to get the results and it is, it is harder we're gonna have to work a little bit harder but it's it's totally doable yeah and actually this is why it's really really important that we always bang on about the fact that our approach on our midlife reset our eight-week program and our 10-day midlife boost and our retreats and everything it's all very evidence-based so we have to do things differently at midlife for our body, our mind, and our soul. And that's all backed up by years and years and years of us doing this, but also years and years of research and trialing and testing it and seeing that it does actually work. It's not impossible. And the way that we employ all of our strategies makes it easier. It does. So let's so, dive... Well, I so said before we get into that, like, what else have we been up to? Because obviously oh. the retreat is super, super You're exciting. going all over the place. I am going all over the place. Um, uh, we're thrilled to have been asked to speak at a workshop in May in Notting Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about midlife burnout and how mm-hmm. to avoid it. Really yeah. excited for that. And um, a little project we've had in the go for a while is a new ebook and um it's taken a while but it's getting very close now so that will be available very soon do you know guys listening i never know what he's gonna say she's just giving me the side eyes everyone she's giving me the side eyes honestly if you've listened to our podcast frequently he just launches stuff doesn't even discuss it with me and then just launches it on the podcast and james yeah james tends to do that and then i go around picking up the pieces But um, yeah, so that's really exciting. We have got our ebook coming out. And also, if you haven't seen our free masterclass, that's all up on the site now as well. So if you absolutely, let, our invite to you is to go and watch our masterclass where we actually dive in to our, our approach, really, our integrated science-backed approach in a lot more detail and give you strategies to walk away with and tips to walk away with. So again, I'll put the link to that free masterclass. It's only 46 minutes short um and i'll put the link that you can you know go to that make you know help yourself and you'll learn so so much from from that webinar so that's now live ebook masterclass i think that's about yeah, it really nice. yes um, lots of exciting stuff but now on with why it's hardest to lose weight in midlife and let, the first thing we're going to talk about is of course the big one the one we're all aware of those pesky hormones right mm. so this is equally true for men and for women um we've both got different but similar things going on from a hormonal perspective the main thing is obviously our sex hormones are in decline so for women that's decline in progesterone and estrogen for men it's a decline in testosterone testosterone is also declining in women now testosterone obviously uh plays a number of roles in the body it supports a healthy metabolism so when it's lower you know we're not going to lose much weight but the main impact is you know it it supports our muscle mass so as we age, we have something called sarcopenia, which means the natural loss of muscle. Now, muscle is, of course, metabolically active, meaning it burns calories even at rest. So, of course, as the muscle on our frame reduces, our metabolism starts to come down if we're not, if we're not taking steps to do it. And, and testosterone plays a key role in metabolizing our carbs, our fats, and our proteins. So the impact from testosterone is, is big, but there are things you can do to work around that. And did you just say that's men and women? I say that's for men yeah. and women, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, also, for us ladies, where our oestrogen is beginning to decline and we're losing it altogether, um, sadly, 
And again, this is what we hear from a lot, and I've even noticed it in myself. What happens when our estrogen starts to decline is we start to shift our fat from maybe our hips and thighs mm-hmm. round to our belly. Um, so that's why we sometimes start looking different in clothes and thinking, hang on a minute, like why, why is this fitting differently? Why have I not now got that kind of midlife belly? Well, it's our drop in estrogen. Yeah, I also say for the guys out there, estrogen can have an impact as well, right? Because we get exposed in the environment to things called phytoestrogens, which mimic estrogen in the body. So this is where we can start to get um, a bigger belly or moves just by having like too much estrogen introduced in our system. Like common common causes are soy, uh, soy products, and um, some environmental pollutions as well. So watch out for that. You want to talk about leptin? Yeah, so leptin we have a hormone next. called leptin. This is one of our uh, hormones in metabolism. So leptin sends a signal of I'm full to the brain. And that declines with age. So we're less likely to get that signal earlier. Um, saying that I've eaten enough, we're going to be prone to overeating. But we can eat more protein. So that's one of the things. This is a little tip for you. Yeah, protein um, triggers leptin. Pr- protein triggers leptin, which is why it's so important to make sure that we're getting enough at midlife. Yeah, well, it also helps um, build your, your muscle mass and maintain your muscle mass. And it also takes more calories to digest than, than carbohydrates. It's so, king. Yeah, it's queen. king. Um, our, we're also becoming more insulin resistant as we age. So insulin, of course, regulates uh, how efficiently we process food for energy, how we break it down to glucose if we're less efficient then that just simply means more energy is likely to be stored as body fat so we want to work on becoming more insulin sensitive again there's ways we can do that that we coach our clients with on on the midlife reset finally human growth hormone obviously this spikes in our adolescence right it's about it's about growth as the name suggests and we have levels throughout life but they're declining 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 again this is our ability to build and maintain muscle mass chiefly so this just means we need to be doing that resistance training regularly. We need to be doing everything we can to maintain that muscle for a variety, you know, structural, our strength, not getting frail, but our metabolism, how we look, how we feel, how we operate, lots of reasons. Yeah, and I just want to say about the insulin resistance, we were going to, we're like, we, we can't help but give some tips. You know, obviously, if we're becoming more insulin resistant, we really, really need to look at the amount of sugar that's in our mm-hmm. diet as well. Yes. And that's not just from food that's from alcohol as well and not be taking strange pills that promise to lower your insulin Uh, spike it's very disappointing you you're a bit cross about this yeah so have you seen her the um the the glucose goddess who i actually really respect she knows her stuff she's a biochemist uh and it was her own like journey with diabetes but she's bought this product out uh, that's 46 quid for 30 tablets. And, and the idea is you, you take it before you eat carbohydrates and it lessens the insulin spike. Um, the problem's come. People have like looked at the research and said, well, you know, the ingredients in there, individually, some of them have some data behind them that they might contribute to that, but there's actually nothing on those ingredients together having any effect. And she's just said, it's too expensive to do that research at the moment. <laughs> just too expensive to do it. So... Just take yeah. it. Just spend your money. So just avoid, I'd say, avoid the sugars. Like, don't don't rely on a supplement to get you out of the hole, right? Just be more aware of what you're eating. Yeah, because there's no quick fix and there's no quick route. We can't avoid that. Okay, next one is so covered hormones. It's also much harder to lose weight at midlife because of stress. Now, we are obviously under huge amounts of pressures. We're, we are, I've heard us t- termed as generation squeezed obviously generation x but generation squeeze because we've got aging parents we've got children potentially we've got um financial issues we're climbing the career ladder still there is so much going on in our life and we very very frequently don't prioritize our own mental and physical well-being so we just get more and more stressed now when we're stressed which has become normalized we raise our hormone cortisol, the stress hormone. 
Now, this makes it harder for us to lose weight at midlife because actually it makes us store fat, particularly around the belly area. And I'm just going to talk about um, cardio here. So one of the things that we see clients at midlife doing a lot is... Doing more and more and more cardio oh, to try hours and on the treadmill. to try and lose the belly fat, understandably, because they're like, this used to work when I was in my twenties and thirties. This used to work. Well, here's the thing: you're actually overstressing the central nervous system. Probably, if you're not doing the right thing with the right rest at the right time, you're overstressing the central nervous system, raising cortisol, and making yourself hold onto belly fat. Which is why there is so much science around how to program your exercise at midlife. Um, also, raised cortisol makes us more insulin resistant. And James just talked about ins- we're becoming more insulin resistant anyway. So it's like a double whammy. When we're raising cortisol, um, we're going to become more insulin resistant. And again, that's going to make it harder for us to process our food and we're going to be storing more fat. I would say, just a general point, you know, um, cortisol in particular, we can think of it as a negative mm. amplifier for all the other negative hormonal effects that we don't really want in midlife it just amplifies them yeah and also it makes our digestion less effective when we've got cortisol running through our body um and again this is something that this is why i'm a stress management consultant i have been for years because actually i have seen the effects of stress on so many people doing that job i've also seen the effects of stress in my own life uh with burnout i've also seen the effects of stress in you know family members who are very close to my heart. So, you know, it's really, really important that we do talk about stress and we start to lower our stress levels, find ways to start dealing with it, actually acknowledging it, not keep going, going, going until we break, um, causing ourselves real health issues down the line. We really need to understand what cortisol is doing to our body, but it's also <laughs> making us it harder for us to lose weight as a, as a side product. Um, so, yeah, digestion becomes less effective. Um, and also... High cortisol can make us go what we call catabolic, which means we start eating into our muscle mass. James has already mentioned with our sex horm- our primary sex hormones, our muscle mass is decreasing anyway. That's a double whammy with our sex hormones. Add into that raised cortisol and you're making it even worse because obviously muscle is metabolically active, meaning the more muscle we have, the higher our metabolic rate. If we're eating into our already decreasing muscle mass, guess what? Our metabolic rate is going to lower and it's going to be harder to burn calories effectively. Uh, And another effect of cortisol, it works on the same hormone pathways as our sex hormones. So if our cortisol is raised, it means we're using more progenolone to produce cortisol rather than using it to produce our estrogen and testosterone. So earlier we talked about the role of testosterone. We're, we're again, amplifying the reduction of that. Mm. Um, So that's going to have an impact on your ability to lose weight. Also impact your libido, which isn't a good thing either. No, exactly. Exactly. So the next one, number three, is um, a bit of a maverick one, really, because we're moving away from the uh, physiological and moving into the psychological. So beliefs and habits, right? This is why you are finding it harder to lose weight at midlife. Your beliefs and your habits. So let's talk about beliefs and jump in, James, whenever you want. But beliefs... You know, we we cannot outperform our own self-identity. Like, honestly, hear that again. We cannot outperform our own self-identity. What we think is true about ourselves, we can't outperform that. So it doesn't matter how much we change our diet, go exercising, um, I, don't, I don't know, anything to, to lose the weight. If we don't believe inside of ourselves that it's possible, that it's sustainable, that we are... Um, 
motivated enough to stay healthy and happy in our body if we don't have the belief systems that align with the goal that we're going after i.e losing weight our beliefs will always always win out so we have to take we have to take stock this is what we do in our programs all the time behavior not just behavior change but belief change so you have to look at your belief systems because this is why we self-sabotage This is why we come up against resistance all the time. This is why we have the all or nothing yo-yoing all the time because actually you're not looking at your beliefs and and what you think is true for yourself and it manifests in your life. Your internal manifests externally. Yeah. Also, you're fighting, you know, uh, 40, 50 years of ingrained habits, right? So it might be like... Oh yeah, I always go for a chocolate biscuit mid-afternoon. You might not even like consciously think about it anymore. I might be reaching for the the wine at the end of the day. But we have, yeah, we have a series of these habits, and we did an earlier podcast on you know micro habits, the power of micro habits and mm. habit stacking. So I'd, I'd refer you back to that. You know, identify what habits you've got that are not taking in the direction you want to go. Like would be contributing to your ability to not lose weight and look at how you change those and using micro habits and stacking is a really effective way to do that yeah and actually here's the thing this is another reason we need to think about how stressed we are or aren't it's very very difficult to maintain healthy habits when we're in a stress response because yeah. actually we'll revert as... to the path of least resistance which is our old ingrained pattern yeah so our at that level of stress is going to make us want to feel safe And safe is not necessarily what's good for us, but safe is what the subconscious mind wants at that moment in time. So you're going to reach for the wine, you're going to emotionally eat, all of that kind of stuff. So it's so important that we do the awareness work and then have the tools, the daily tools to start shifting those beliefs and habits to change our behavior. So next. Yeah, let's talk about this one. It's a big one is sleep. So um, I, I, the sleep stats, I, I should have looked them up actually, but I know they're quite horrific. I think it's like 20, 25% of people experience regularly like trouble sleeping or insomnia um, and infrequent bouts is much higher than that. But we know like adults need basically pretty much eight hours good quality sleep a night. If we're not getting that, there are a number of physiological and psychological effects from it. I know I'm not getting that. <laughs> I know I'm not getting that. I've had really disturbed sleep at the moment. Um, so when we don't sleep, obviously we, we go into we do enter stress response. So cortisol comes up. We've already talked about that. Um, our body repairs while we're sleeping. You know, we talk about resistance training. Uh, a misconception here is you know that we build muscles while we're lifting. Actually. The muscles build during the recovery phase. So when we lift, we create the micro tears in the tissues by overstraining them. Then as they knit back scar effectively stronger, we build bigger muscles. Oh, it so sounds it horrible. That does sound it? horrible, Scarred. but it's an amazing process. So we need that recovery. Also, you know, we still don't really understand that much about the function of dreaming or about sleep in general because um, we're sidetracked here. If we look at it from an evolutionary perspective... Um, sleep makes no sense at all. You right? love it's, this, it's not, don't you? It's not an advantage to any animal. You know, think think of the lion or the antelope, whatever. Uh, they have to spend. Well, lions, I think, spend like twenty hours a day sleeping, don't they? We spend that time asleep. So while you're asleep, you're you're not you're not reproducing, you're not hunting, you're not gathering, you're vulnerable. Yet all animals have this need for sleep. So so there's clearly something there from your perspective. We need it. So it's, it's processing. I think what, what we've been through, our experiences, which is why we have the dreams. That mental side, certainly the research shows us that when people are sleep deprived, that leads to all kinds of psychosis. Mm. Um, so that, which again, it's going to play into <laughs> Yeah. And that's the other thing, of course, is like if we're not in the psychosis end of things, we're just generally like tired. 
that's going to lock our motivation. When we wake up in the morning, we're just like, oh, I'm already knackered. I can't face doing a workout. So getting good quality sleep and enough of it is super, super important in midlife. And it will, if, if you're doing everything else right, but your sleep's not good, it is going to impact your weight loss in a negative way. Absolutely. And finally, number five is environmental factors. So this kind of covers a lot of ground, actually. But I, I really think predominantly it's about the people that are around you. It's, um, oh, I can't remember, we've done a podcast on this, I can't remember off the top of my head all the stats around, you know, it's it's harder for us to lose weight if the five people closest to us... Um, oh no, it was, it was like... Can if, you remember it? Yeah, if someone... I knew he would, some, I don't Someone in your, in your family or in your household is obese, you were like, like, like these things might be wrong, but you're something like 20 to 30 times more likely to be obese yourself. So this is all about like surrounding ourselves with like-minded people. You know, if you're surrounded by unhealthy people with unhealthy habits, unhealthy behaviours, unhealthy thinking, guess what? Of course, in your tribe, you're more likely to adopt those behaviours because, again, this is a fundamental uh, human behaviour, isn't it? That actually we want to be, we want to fit in. We want to be like the tribe. We don't want to be ostracised for being different. So this is where it's very difficult for people to make change, especially when it's health and wellness, because um, those people around them aren't necessarily um, in, like helping you to move through that journey yourself. And in fact, some people actually try and derail you. Mm. They're not necessarily doing it on purpose. But what's happening is that you're shining a light on the things that they don't have the courage to necessarily change. And that can feel so, so hard. Honestly, this is such an overlooked reason that we do not maintain a healthy uh, schedule, a healthy routine in our life while we eat rubbish, while we don't exercise. It's because those people around us don't necessarily encourage us, lift us up, inspire us. This, again, is why it's so one of our pillars of our six-pillar approach to midlife health and happiness is mentoring, accountability, um, community, mm. And that's what people love about our our world is they are part of something. They're part of a family that champions their success. Yeah, it's it's so so important. The other thing to consider when we talk about environmental factors, you know, you know we live in a very poor food environment where food's never been so abundant, right? But it's a lot of bad choices that are easy to eat, and of course, we can easily fall into that trap when we're, we're short on time. It's easier to grab, you know, the the box of microwave curry meal that's got everything in it that you need to go so it's easy for us to make worse food choices than we should do just simply because we're in a poor food environment likewise you know the social norms that we're under so uh, you know whether that's going to the pub having a drink at home whatever there's a lot of societal cultural factors that if we let them influence us can make it harder so it's about recognizing those and having the courage i think to step up above them yeah and surround yourselves with the right people that are aligned with your goals so let's just recap uh, why it's harder to lose weight at midlife? Hormones, stress, beliefs and habits, sleep and environmental factors. So, as we've said, like it's not impossible. It is harder. It's not impossible. But with the right strategies, the right people around you, um, you can absolutely, absolutely shift the weight that you want and feel stronger, healthier and happier. 
and more confident in yourself. As, as thousands of our clients have. As thousands of our clients have. So listen, um, we've loved doing that one. It's been really fun. Um, as we've said, in the show notes, there's going to be information about our retreat in Ibiza. There's going to be a little link to our, actually probably not our ebook yet, because this is going no, out now. Too so early. too early. But James wanted to announce it, even though it's not ready yet. Um, and also, he's laughing, honestly. And then I'll put a link to the free masterclass, which is basically about how to reset your midlife body, mind and life. So you like what you see in the mirror and you stop holding yourself back. Doesn't that sound good? So I'll put the link in, in the show notes to that. And if you want any information about our retreat, just email us at team at the midlife mentors.com. Now remember, if you've enjoyed this, please do recommend it to your friends. Yes. Like, share, give us a little like five-star review. We'd appreciate it. Yes. And thank you. Have a wonderful day. Sending lots of love. Bye. You've been listening to The Midlife Mentors with Claire and James Davis. We'd love to hear from you. So drop us a line at info at themidlifementors.com with any questions or topic suggestions. And make sure you join us on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. You can find us under The Midlife Mentors. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and don't forget to take the Midlife Reset Audit now to receive personalised insights into what's holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife. So go ahead and take the audit now at themidlifementors.com forward slash audit.